It's bonus pod 190. You walk into your local deli. You love this place. It's called Kalugula. Kalugula Deli. And you walk in, you love the pastrami here. You love all the meat slices, the cold meats, the sausage slices, the olives. Olives, and they put the olives in there with the little chilies and bits of cheese and a little bit of uh, capers and oil. And you like that. You like it. And you go in and you go in, the door opens up and it goes, bing a like that. bing a and but it's all empty. There's no one there. And you 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 look around. You check again. You make sure that the place is open. And the yeah, the signs turned the right way around on the door. It says pointing saying open on the outside. And you go, uh, hello, Giovanni, Giovanni. You like Giovanni? You and Giovanni get on. Uh, I'm here for my metses and my little. I'm having some friends over, you see, Giovanni, and I want to delight them with your Mediterranean treats. Um, and you'd think, ah, oh, this is a weird way to talk, but where's Giovanni? Giovanni? And you just hear a voice from behind the flaps going, Giovanni's not in, like that. And it takes you by surprise, but you go, oh, 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 oh where is he? And the voice just goes, he's, and you hear whispering, he's away. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've, I've just got to pick up a couple of bits. And the voice goes, uh, yeah, just give us a second here. And another voice goes, quickly, quickly, quickly. And, and some, a, a man comes through the flaps, flap it, flap, 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 to behind the, the glass deli bit. And it's Pierre. And he's got a big um, hairnet on. And he's got a second hairnet around his beard. And you look down around his waist and you can see sort of the top ends of a hairnet sticking out the top of his pants. Kind of like a whale tail, like when girls have the thong. But but it's a hairnet, and and you uh, for for a moment you go what the and then you quickly realize oh he's put a hairnet around his pubes, and and Pierre sort of um, washes his hands wash 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 and he goes can I what can I get you man sorry Giovanni's not in what can I get you and and you go oh um just just some cold meats I have some friends coming over you see. And Pierre goes, yeah, 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 yeah. We heard about the friends. Um, and you go, oh, right, yeah. So just some, just some pastrami and some salami. And Pierre says, say no more. And you go, but no, but there is more. And Pierre goes, but don't say it. And um, and he goes behind, and you and you hear slices like that. And Pierre comes back out and he's got this plate of sliced meats. Well, you've never seen meat quite like this before. You're like, oh, how is that cured? It seems, it seems very fresh. Has it been cured? And Pierre goes, oh, it's been cured. Cured of life. And if you look at him like, what? And Pierre goes, haha, just fooling. And, and Pierre goes, I think you'd like it. Try it. And you, 
you take a slice and you, and you eat it and you go, oh, oh, I mean, it's, oh, it, it's, it's strange, but it does taste kind of good. There's something about it that feels, hmm, I don't know how to put it. It feels um, not right. It feels, uh, it, it feels, and then Pierre goes, forbidden. And you go, yeah, I guess it, it tastes forbidden. Why is that? And then I come through the flaps and I'm missing the bottom half of my right arm. And I go, because it's me. <laughs> That's it. You're eating human flesh. It's me eating my arm. And you go, oh, no, my God. Ah. And then I, I, I reveal that I've just, I've just bent my arm around my back and I, I, I extend my arm and actually do have my right arm. And I'm like, only joking, pod bud. No need to feel sad. I've got my arms. We're just fooling with you. And Pierre goes, yeah, that wasn't really Phil's arm. And you go, oh, thank God. And we both go, it was Giovanni. <laughs> and you go, oh, no, <laughs> Giovanni, my friend. Welcome to Bonus Pod. <laughs> I was a big fan of that. And it fits yeah. with the horror theme. It fits with it, the theme from the Bane podcast. I can't say that wasn't at least a little <clears throat> bit inspired by me having watched The Wicker Man last night. I liked it, and I liked two things specifically, which was someone walking into a deli saying, like, I want to delight my friends. <laughs> yeah, it's a creepy thing to say. It's a creepy thing to say, but I think there's something really funny when someone really <laughs> pathetically, sincerely expresses their the actual <laughs> desire. <laughs> to impress their friends with 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 their groceries. With the not groceries even, yeah, not even to imp- impress, but delight is really funny. <laughs> I want them to be delighted. Because, like, <laughs> like <laughs> if, if, like, a lady in a fur coat comes into a deli and says, I'm entertaining tonight, then you go, oh, that's, you know, you are hosting people and you want them to have a good time, but also you are entertaining. You're good as well. Right, right, right. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you, yeah. Yeah, your conversation is going to entertain. You're going to say witty, funny things. They're happy to be there, too. Whereas, my friends are coming and I need to delight them. It's really <laughs> It's, it's really, very, it's pathetic. It's very pathetic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I liked was um, <laughs> when the the listener was going ah, and you said <laughs> you showed them your hand instead of saying "Don't worry" or "Don't be disgusted," you said "Don't be sad." <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> which I thought was like a really funny like misreading of why it's bad to eat human flesh. It's also a misreading of someone screaming. Yeah, <laughs> don't be sad. Oh, don't be sad. What? <laughs> it's very funny to say, don't be sad about cannibalism. Um, yeah, I really like that. I want to delight my friends. <laughs> I want my friends to be delighted. It's a very nice thing. And it is a very true thing of what, of what you know, hosting people is. But yeah. it's never said so bluntly. And I really like that. Yeah, fundamentally, that is what you want from hosting your... You want to achieve hosting your friends, but you wouldn't say it. You wouldn't say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, we had, we've had we actually... You know what, Phil? This week, it was a fairly, with regards to Qatar, mm. fairly spicy main pod. It was spicy. The main pod was quite spicy this week. Do you have any even spicier jokes than the ones you cut? Um. Oh, yeah. I kind of read the super spicy ones on the main pod, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, do I have anything extra spicy? Um, I mean, did you, did you, you know, the FIFA president 
what's his name now? Giovanni. Sa- is his name actually Giovanni? Is that why I said Giovanni in the opening story? It's oh maybe it's maybe it's it's definitely Italian. His, his oh, surname is Infantino. Gianni. Gianni Infantino. Gianni. Although he's Swiss apparently, not Italian. I mean, I guess he must have been Italian at some point, but he's um yeah. Swiss oh, Italian. Swiss Italian. Swiss Italian, fair enough. Uh, but what was his opening speech at the Qatar World Cup? He said, I feel gay. I feel like an Arab. <laughs> he said, today, was it today I feel Qatari? Today I feel Arab. Today I feel gay? Yeah. Today I feel like a migrant, a migrant worker. worker, which is the most problematic. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He's moving to Qatar for a bit to work for FIFA. But Oh, nice. Also, I loved- can I say all that is the um, <laughs> the worst sequel to I Feel Pretty? <laughs> the lesser known sequel to I Feel Pretty. <laughs> I feel Qatari, oh so Qatari. I feel Arab and migrant and gay. How has no one done this yet? How has no one done this? <laughs> Come on, front-facing video comedians of Twitter. <laughs> Come on, The Now Show. Where is Do this? your job. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Um, yes. Do you think that maybe the Qataris were watching the speech, and as he said, today I feel Qatari, they went, yeah! And he went, today I feel Arab, and they went, woo! And he said, today I feel gay, and they went, hang on. Hang on. What? Hang Remember on. what we said about our culture? Remember how we said that uh, a completely naturally occurring phenomenon in the human race is something that we, we treat with violence? Remember when we said that? Remember when our the what was it is the the ambassador our own FIFA ambassador said the homosexuality was a derangement in the mind, and he didn't mean in a fun way. Yeah, he, he meant didn't mean like real. he didn't mean in an Amsterdam way. He meant in a bad way. He meant medical. We think it's medical. It's not good. It's not good. And I mean. A lot of these apologists, as as you said on the main part, are quite embarrassing. But then they always sort of <laughs> they talk about Qatar like it's this sort of charming underdog. But I mean, at least when the uh, Russia apologists were trying to be like, no, with the World Cup in Russia, they could point to like Tolstoy, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Where yeah. I yeah. don't. I mean, maybe I'm I'm just ignorant, and there's some enormous amount of incredibly valuable culture coming from Qatar mm, that I'm unaware of um, I'm, but I don't think so I think mainly I it's don't just money I think so I think there is an almost direct inverse um, proportionality between the number of glass skyscrapers you have and the amount of cultural legacy you have to offer the yeah. world I think the more enormous skyscrapers a city has the fewer novels have come out of it <laughs> uh, yeah i i think um i mean singapore amazing city not a lot of novels out of singapore no they would all just be about how good it is to not litter <laughs> and the evils of chewing gum yeah exactly ex- exactly it'd be like a charles dickens novel where an orphan was murdered by some chewing gum <laughs> Yeah, but then this is kind of kind of where the Qataris have kind of fucked themselves because they were weirdly the underdog for as people weren't really aware of them. They're a very small country. Um, as far you know, most of the international ire was placed on 
like Saudi Arabia or maybe um what's what's the 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 gross city um uh, not Abu Dhabi what's the Dubai the, Dubai or Dubai people never really thought about Qatar and then now everyone's got their focus on Qatar and everyone's mm-hmm. going oh Jesus Christ yeah this place is terrible yeah and it's such a weird I read that 95% of the workforce is not Qatari. Oof. I saw something like there's one slave slash migrant worker. There's one for every five Qataris or five for every one Qatari. I don't... It'd be five for every one with those stats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That is mad. I'm just trying to... uh, I'm, I'm looking up Qatari literature. Hmm. Hmm. There's, hmm. there's some, but there's not a lot. Hmm. Uh, what would Qatari literature be? Just poems, really. Lots of poems. Yes. Yes. There's, there is Arabic poetry. There's quite a lot of Arabic poetry. And there's some uh, folk songs about pearl diving or pearl hunting, which used to be the industry before all the oil in the Gulf. Hmm, I see. Which is quite a cool Mm. sort of like fantasy novel industry to be involved in. Pearl diving. Yeah. I Um, dread to think. Hmm. It's, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's embarrassing, and I just think... Would would it have mattered if we hadn't have played in this World Cup? I mean, I'm not watching it. I'm I'm keeping an, a, an eye on the results and I'm reading about it, but I'm not watching it. Well, this is a, the, such a this is why it's such a shame about England not wearing the armband because they're scared of yellow cards. Like if there if there was any ever any a World Cup, then no one really minded you losing. It That's was this true. one. It was this one. That's and imagine, true. imagine, like imagine the the image. Of Harry Kane being given a yellow card by the referee for wearing an LGBT inclusive armband. I mean, that photo it would be up there with you know the the American black runner holding his fist up at the was it the 1935 Olympics? It it would it would have it would have that kind of weight, wouldn't it? Right? Yeah. It, it would, would it would be so impactful, and they just threw it away. We would be massive, and also I mean, someone else made the point on on Twitter that like. You know, there's so many more gay, openly gay rugby players than footballers. Um, oh, right. That's interesting. There's low, there's, but there's, and referees and stuff, and rugby was always uh, ahead of football in that regard. Um, I think in football, there's like one or something, because almost and like none in the Premier League or something. Like, it is mm-hmm. crazy. And someone made the point that, like, well, if, you're, if you know for a fact that, like, the national team's captain is not willing to risk a yellow card for your whole existence and safety. Why the fuck would you come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a safe environment. They haven't got your back, do they? It's not team support. Fuck me. Yeah. True. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. Because they're, they're taking the knee. They're still, they're still taking the knee. Yeah. Which, you know, the purpose... the. The message of width, which has become a bit ambiguous at this point, it's been a while now, and you know these gestures. There, there's you know mission creep starts to settle in, set in right. What's called mission mm. creep, where where it becomes sort of unclear what what the meaning is behind that, and you know it's it would have been so much more valuable to have wear the armband over that because 
that statement is very clear as opposed to this rather ambiguous statement of taking the knee which even Gareth Southgate wasn't quite able to articulate the meaning of anymore um yeah when asked about especially it. he says something like oh the young people of the world will know what we mean and <laughs> oh that's a good... <laughs> well, do, you, do you know what you mean why you know just going they'll get it <laughs> oh they'll get it yeah. um also in a country where like if you are a, a, a sub-Saharan African, a black African migrant worker, you'll be paid even less than if you're from Southeast Asia or South Asia or um, other Middle Eastern countries. Never mind all the slavery. Da, 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 da. Yeah, not sure what the point of taking the knee is in Qatar. Hmm. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, Maybe they're taking the knee to check the pitch for any shallow graves. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> There we go. There we've earned the bonus pod spiciness for the week. <laughs> I can't not say controversial punchlines without kind of doing norm. <laughs> Shallow graves. Shallow graves. The master. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Pretty grim. And that's you know. that said, Pierre, I am disappointed in myself for how much I already want to watch football. Like I was, I was having lunch with some people yesterday after recording a podcast. We were just in this sort of small food court, and they had TVs up, and they're playing the England Iran game. And my eyes would just drift over the TV. No matter how much I was trying to pay attention to a conversation or to my food or something else, my eyes would just drift over to the moving colours and the action and the yep. running men and the kicking. And and I'm like, oh fuck, I might maybe I am gonna watch this World Cup, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I, and you know, I, I had this feeling. I had this thought. I think a lot of it is just how nice it is to look at green. Have you ever yes. thought about this? Is the amount of green in a football game is when you watch football? It's it's most the screen is mostly green, and we like green. Our eyes like green. We yeah. look towards green. Green makes us feel happy. And I thought something: if if football was played on like pink astroturf, Ugh. do you think as many people would want to watch? No, it would be like watching flies running around a, on a stake. <laughs> <laughs> horrible yeah exactly right yeah that's true pink that would be gross i know exactly what you mean i call it cow brain where you're just near any screen <laughs> and you just it go is. it totally is i have complete oh. cow brain i had it in the gym where like the football was on at the gym and i was like mm -hmm. no don't look at it <laughs> don't look don't look yeah green man love that green Apparently, yeah. the human eye can distinguish more shades of green than any other color. Yes. Yes, I learned that from Fargo. Ah, did they say it in Fargo? Billy Bob Thornton's terrifying character in Fargo says it. As a, oh, as in the a series one of the TV show. Ah, it's yeah. such a good show. Such a good show. He says it as a cryptic remark to um, uh, Tim from The Office. Right. I think, is it is it about predators? Because he's often in that series. Yeah. He's, he's represented by a wolf as a predator. Yeah. And I think a theory of why we can tell the difference between we're so keen on green is that we can pick out snakes in the grass or predators in the grass. I don't know if that's um, reaching. No, it, it's but... just any change in the foliage around you is important. Yeah, yeah. And if the foliage is green, well then. <laughs> well then, Philip. Um, yes. That's, that's, such a, that's one of my favorite series of any show ever, I think, series one of Fargo. It's so, it's so good. good. Yeah. It's so, so excellent. Um, well, Phil, we've got some 
VIP correspondence, VIP, VIP, VIPsy. We must some VIPka. Some VIPka. VIPco. Yeah. This is from Didi. Didi. It's a Brian Lemon, a Lemmy character. It is a Lemmy character. Didi. Although this is a female Didi. <laughs> You're no fair yoker. No, no fair yoker. Such a good show. Excellent. Um, DD, the first DD I ever became aware of was the sister in Dexter's Laboratory. Yes. Yes. And her love of Betty. No, DD. Where was uh, Dexter Didi. from? It's a was good like question, Belgian? actually. Was he... Yeah, he, he had was... like a European accent. He was, yeah, it was like some smuggled Eastern European scientist. <laughs> I love Dexter's Laboratory. It was good. It was really good. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. The omelette du fromage. <laughs> omelette du fromage, classic episode. The cry of a generation. Dee <laughs> um, Dee says, uh, "Birth part?" Question mark. Oh, okay. Yeah. And continues. Hello, darling PNP. Um, hello, Dee Dee. Hello, Dee Dee from PP. <laughs> I've been meaning to write for some time and alert you to the fact that a child has entered this world to the sounds of your dulcet tones and horrifying <gasps> bum dramas. No way! Yes way. What, during the birth? Mm, it's implied. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Didi continues, the story starts here. It's February 2019. Oh, cast mm. your minds back. Cast your minds back. The before times. I am... Yeah, yeah. February 2019. I am pregnant in my uni pregnant. town of Bath. Oh, and that's my sort of hometown. Sort yeah. Of. I'm pregnant in my uni town of Bath, horribly unwell with extreme morning sickness. I am completely bedridden. Oh, no. Yeah. Unable to eat or drink without vomiting and completely alone. Oh. Hmm. Did he explain? It's a nice, right. My partner is a musician, ah. and at the time was touring in Eastern Europe, oblivious to my suffering. I chose not to tell of the crippling nausea for fear he might abandon his work and come home. Ah, oh, well. A good woman. An understanding wife. A true helpmate. <laughs> um, what a great wife of Bath. Ha ha! Oh, nice. It's a pun <laughs> about Chaucer on a podcast about shit. <laughs> so. And then he might come home. If I was not paying my porcelain overlord with the meager sips of Lucasade I managed to swallow, I was in bed. Porcelain. Oh, right. The toilet. Yes, porcelain the toilet. The tyrant <laughs> of lover. the bathroom. Tyrant. Uh, lover. Enemy. <laughs> Friend, <laughs> big like seven-hour Adam Curtis series about the toilet. <laughs> but His it wasn't was about Thomas the Crip. shit. Yeah, it was about the money. He had an idea that one day all the feces that came out of a human ass could be disposed of quickly and instantly, and he was right. <laughs> but it wasn't about <laughs> shitting. It was about power. 
He thought there was a way that turds could be fired out of a house and into the sea. But that was a lie. Uh, <laughs> that is very good. Uh, yes. So she's in bed. It was the early days of the pregnancy and I had decided not to tell family or friends just yet. This meant I hid away in bed or in vomit for seven weeks. Wow, suffering in silence. How do you hide? How, How many weeks? Hide? Seven. Seven weeks? Yeah. Can you have morning sickness for seven weeks? Apparently. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Didi. Yeah. That's not morning sickness. That's seven week sickness. That's, yeah, week sickness. Month sickness. Yeah. To stay sane, I looked for a companion of the podcast variety. Mm. It just so happened that two fresh-faced greenhorns came onto the scene that very week with their award-winning Do You Have Any Awards? If Not, Why Not? podcast. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have an awards, but I'm very happy for people to assume that we do. Yes. I've only put, my, I've only put us forward for one award, and um, that was in quite a sort of lackadaisical way, really. Mm. Mm. So mm. a lot of the awards that exist in podcasts, they make you submit a bunch of recordings, and also you have to pay a fee, so... They can award us if they want, but they're making it too difficult to be eligible. But Pierre, podcasts aren't about awards. They're about power. <laughs> These men thought that you could talk for shit for over 40 minutes once a week. <laughs> but that and was a lie. Right. <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> they were wrong. Uh, just footage of you dancing a really traditional dance to like yeah, Apex ever, Twin. There's always someone doing a traditional dance. Always. It's just it's you <laughs> dressed in, in like uh, some sort of Malaysian gear and just sort of da, 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 but that's like yeah. uh, I'm doing a dance where my arms are above my head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, 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 underneath is like um pendulum. Um the voices of my two new best pals added to the sounds of chunder and crying that filled the four walls I was confined in, and it truly did help. An apt pairing. Yes. A Wednesday was a good day in my otherwise packed calendar of visiting Mr. Toilet, crawling downstairs <laughs> to attempt to eat enough so I didn't die, and asking my cats what I had done in this life to deserve such suffering. Oh, that, yeah, they'd know. They've lived many lives, after yeah. all. Seven months later, and I'm about to give birth. The vomiting a distant memory. Ah. Fabulous. Um, I have been practicing hypnobirthing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she says it sounds a bit chong fu, but for me it was very similar to CBT. <laughs> chong fu, very good one. Yeah. It does sound a bit <laughs> crystal warehouse. <laughs> chong fu is crystal warehouse. Um, sounds a bit chong fu, but for me it was very similar to CBT and highly effective. And I was ready. I'd been advised by friends to listen to something relaxing and familiar, so I had a playlist ready of all my favorite songs and relaxing meditative music to soothe me in the hours to come. Mm. Um, yeah. However, did this, this did not come to pass. I don't know if you've tried to listen to Enya when you're attempting to master the terrifying realization that a child is trying to exit your body through the vagina, but it's fucking <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I can imagine actually like uh, even if I imagined some sort of painful procedure like having a, a filling drilled it would feel sillier listening to like you know sail away sail away or something like that yeah if any because what you're doing is actually pretty fucking metal you probably yeah, want you need something like more death metal. metal 
Yeah. Because you're actually pushing and like straining. Yeah, if I was scared, yeah, if I if I was thinking about a, a baby emerging from my body, I wouldn't want. And who can say where the road goes? Ha ha ha! And a day flows. Ha ha ha! Only I'd be like, oh no! That make me more anxious. Yeah, because Enya isn't aware of what I'm going through. No, I feel like the and- heavy metal band is aware of what I'm going through. And if you relax, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right, right, right. Which is push! Yeah, you're not relaxing, you're pushing. Yeah. Yeah. I put on um, ACDC and imagine the kids coming out on a motorbike. (laughs) I'd I'd have, um, we're all living in America. America (laughs) is wonderful. I feel that's an appropriate pairing for a birth. (laughs) Coca-Cola, wonder bra. (laughs) <laughs> i remember reading those lyrics decades ago and thinking just how german are these guys that coke and wonderbrass is like revoltingly american yeah are they east german where are these guys from yeah. um so she says enya sucks and was it was fucking annoying i knew what i needed my buds yeah yes. yeah yes they'd been there for me in the past and they'll be there for me again i got my headphones on and went to war that's great (laughs) I couldn't tell you what was being said I just knew that everything was going to be okay and it was I called her fear not really that would be weird (laughs) (laughs) that's funny Um, Uh, uh, love you Uh, NB as a side note my partner has toured in the past with Kid Rock and Baby Metal. <gasps> the Kid! <laughs> now referred to as The Kid and the Baby. Um, the Kid and the Baby. Baby Metal are fucking great. Baby Metal are so good. Well, you know Baby Metal. I don't think I know Baby Metal. They're Japanese heavy metal, but g- also girl pop band. Oh, so no, I really, do know like, these cute ones. Japanese girls dress us sort of in like Sailor Moon kind of style. Yes. And they sing very high pitch sort of Japanese pop style over like heavy metal. I might listen to some after this. It's fucking sick. I saw oh, them nice. at Glastonbury. They were great. Well, you might be pleased to know. Or, 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 uh, Didi says, I'm pleased to let Phil know that the, the baby are actually lovely, uh, lovely actual school kids who take their teacher out on the road with them and are replaced when they get too old. Wait, wait, wait. What? Say this again. So like baby metal. Yeah, the band. Are lovely actual school kids. Oh. Right? Right. Like young, who take yeah. their teacher out on the road with them and are replaced when they get too old. Well, the baby, the, the girls are replaced. I think so, yeah. Oh, Makes no. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's classic, like, like South Korean pop, where it's just like, well, we'll just swap them. It's like a brutal. Yeah, well, and brand, I mean, South it? Korean K pop is meant to be really brutal. And, yeah, man. And basically run by the mob. Uh, it sounds like Motown in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's just so much money to be made. They're just making so much money. Yeah. But they, they just, like, if you don't make it as a K-pop kid, you just abandoned. You're, you're finished yeah. in that town. Um, and the, uh, Didi continues, and the kid is exactly how you think he'd be. Koji, Didi. Well, um, what an honor. What an honor to accompany. A real honor. To accompany someone's first moments of life yeah. like that. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Didi. That's a real Thank privilege you, to be a part of that moment for you. It is a privilege. With you. It really it's a privilege. Glad, glad we could provide company. 
yes. in those lonely weeks. Sakur. Sakur. Sukur. Sukur. Sucker. Um, um, yes, thank you, Didi. Lovely, lovely um, email. Um, and hope the kid and all and the rock and roll hubby and yourself are all doing well now. Yeah. Um, but um, that that is all the time we have for this week's bonus pod. All the time in this week's daily. Thank you for listening, guys. We're very appreciative of your extra support. Uh, yes. Chucking us a yes. few quid for some little bonus nipples and nopples. Um, um, do check out both of our shows. Uh, Pierre's doing the Soho Theatre in London. If you're in London, I'm touring the UK and Ireland in spring of 2023. So check out my website. Yes. Oh, and hopefully see you there. Crap. One second. I nearly forgot, Phil. Mm. I nearly forgot. I'm going on tour. Oh, Pierre's on tour. Pierre's on tour. Very Get your exciting. Pierre's tickets out for the lads, uh, the door people, when you come see me. <laughs> on yes, tour. So, uh, as you're listening to this, it is on sale. We, I will be putting links only on the Patreon for the tour. Oh. Today, Friday, the 25th of November. It's been on sale since 10 a.m. So you guys should have first pick of pretty much everything, unless there's unprecedented demand, which there won't be. Um, uh, you don't know. I don't know for sure, but I kind of know. Um, you know. Uh, there are lots of shows, so the tour will be... Doopy doopy doo. Uh, some London dates in September, Oxford, Glee, Brighton, Cambridge, Birmingham, Bristol, Exeter, York, Leeds, Leicester, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Newcastle, Coventry, Southend, Norwich, uh, Dublin, Sheffield, Lincoln, Northampton, Nottingham, Bath, and Salford. All the heavy hitters. Okay. Hey, Didi can come see you in Bath. Didi can come see me in Bath with the mini uh, Didi. With the baby with baby. mini Didi, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. Fier. Um so yes, uh, check out the various announcements, links, and poopulala, and so on, and come see me for once, actually near where you are, instead of on the internet. Hey, excellent, excellent, very exciting stuff. Great, lovely, lovely. Do that, do that, guys. Um, but until next time, love you a lot. Bye bye. See you soon. Bye.